Daddy, chill. Hello and welcome all back to another episode of Pikes and Stripes. I'm your host, Carlos V. What a weekend we had back from international break. So many good things have been going on. I hope everybody's uh, respective international teams went on and are going to the World Cup. You know, some of our Reds, unfortunately, didn't make it. Uh, you know, in the case of one of the biggest matches that there was was us in the AFCON region, which was the Salah versus Mane, Senegal versus Egypt. And, you know, they were both fighting for a chance to, uh, to make it to the World Cup. Uh, Senegal got the better of Egypt once again. You know, a couple months ago, Senegal beat them in the final, and now they're going to beat them again to go to the World Cup. So good for Mane, good for money. Um, but uh, unfortunately, Salah won't be in this year's edition of, of the World Cup. Uh, you know, in our region, in my region, uh, Mexico was able to qualify, finish third, even though we suck ass right now, to be honest. We, uh, we're not good. Honestly, we have no direction right now. I mean, as a fan, I have no idea where we're going. You know, get a good, you know, we're, we're, we're in the World Cup, but, you know, I don't want to just go for a, uh, for a vacation, you know. You know, I want I want to, I want to do a good, we want, you know, we want our country to do, to do good out there. So it just kind of sucks, you know, that we have no direction right now. So I hope, you know, luckily, you know, the World Cup's at the end of the year. So fortunately, we do have, you know, some time to get things going. We do have a couple of good youngsters, but, you know, overall, it's just, you know, we need a whole revamp. And uh, there's just so much to talk about that federation, and we, we definitely don't have any time right now. I probably will talk about, you know, that whole frustration probably later on. But, you know, right now we're going to be talking about Liverpool, which we won the uh, over this past weekend. We beat Watford 2-0. Um, it was a little... Hmm. I wouldn't say it was it was tight, but I will say that they did give you know they they were pretty good at times. Allison came up a cup with a couple clutch saves, but other than that, it was uh, it was one zero throughout the game up until you know you know there was the 88th 89th minute. But there was no sense of like oh man don't tell me. you know there there was no sense of ah oh, shit man we're probably gonna lose this game you know there, there was no no urgency of that. It was just one of those games where it's like, all right, man. You know, a couple of years ago, it was one of those where we were up 1-0, and, and it's like, fuck, dude. The whole game, we were probably going to, you know, I used to be stressing all game, you know. We couldn't beat, you know, these teams or hold on to a one-goal you know, one lead, you know. So now it's, you know, with the defense that we have, it's much different, much different. And But, you know, coming back from, from the, the international break, Jota came back in form once again. You know, he he uh, also made it. He also had a uh, playoff up in the uh, European, and in Portugal made it, and he's been on fire as well. You know, for both country and club, and you know, and he showed it again. He uh, scored that wonderful header, which Gomez, who <laughs> who would have seen in the sifts from him so soon, right? You know, uh, it was a good, it was a very good uh, center from him, and you know, Jota with this aerial game is very good. So, you know, he scored a. A very good goal and like I said the whole game was pretty pretty calm you know not, not, not much going on Thiago put it on a masterclass his passes were 
phenomenal that game. You know, Allison again, come like I said prior, you know, coming up with clutch clutch saves. You know, and then towards the end of the game where we got that penalty, which I'm glad it got reviewed. You know, that's what VAR is for. People were, you know, complaining that, oh, you know, Liverpool's getting another call going their way. Oh, there goes Liverpool, you know. But those are supposed to be called. Those are PKs 100%. Now, what we as fans, you know, and hopefully the Federation gets is that we want the same consistency throughout, you know, all the games. We want the refs to call this consistently. Every week we seem like we have some sort of, I don't know if it's because we want, you know, pundits to be talking about it, but there's always some sort of controversy with the, when it comes to the refs. And it honestly shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't. So, you know, uh, VAR did a good job. It was obviously a 100% penalty. He just, it was a straight up tackle. He didn't go for the ball. He didn't do anything. He literally just went for the, for the tackle, you know, and, you know, Fabinho, as clutch as he is, you know, he, he's, he's been a very good penalty taker, I would say, you know, second best to Salah and the team for sure. But yeah, you know, so we won 2-0. We went to the top of the table for a couple, for the, for a couple hours before uh, City's game. You know, City played Burnley, which it was going to be a long shot. You know, City ended up winning their game as well. So they went back to the top, which is all right. You know, we were kind of hoping, well, we're kind of not hoping, but we kind of understood that, uh, you know, when we face them next weekend, is that it's going to be almost like a championship game, you know. It's going to be very interesting. I feel that, you know, both teams are coming in hot. Uh, we both played Champions League today as well. Liverpool ended up winning the first leg against Benfica 3-1. It was first half and second half, I would say, completely different games for the most part. You know, when it comes to Liverpool, first half, it was just all Liverpool, man. It was just Liverpool 100%. I was like, damn, man, we're going to maybe even, you know, score 4-0, you know. It could have been 3-0 in the first half. I was like, maybe, you know, keep a king sheet, get 4-5-0, and then we can definitely rotate, you know, most of the team next week. We ended up winning 3-1, uh, you know, towards the end of the half when we were up to 0. Trent gave this wonderful pass, wonderful pass to Salah, which he ended up missing. You know, the keeper got it. And then, the, you know, <clears throat> at the start of the second half, like I said, it was completely different. I don't know if we went overconfident and, you know, Benfica came out and were... You know, they just came out even tougher or whatever. But we just came in sloppy, very sloppy, you know, from passes, you know, to the to the mishap that Konate had in the back, which he was, I mean, he was having a wonderful game. He scored a, a goal up until that, that uh, you know, what he tried to clear and, you know, ended up being a goal for them. Very sloppy, very sloppy game, to be honest. Uh, you know, from parts beginning, beginning of the second half, after I want to say maybe 20, 25 minutes, you know, Benfica were just on top. They were... They were playing as you know as as best as they could. You know they were going. You know what we say in you know Latin, you know in Spanish is a tu por tu. You know they were going, you know going for it all. And uh, after a while, Liverpool kind of stepped up as well and you know took a little bit more control of the game. And that's when uh, you know towards the end of the game we scored that three one with uh, Luis Diaz, who honestly deserved that goal. He was on top of you know for me man of the match today. You know he played very well. He uh, scored that three one which gave us that good lead going into uh, next week's return leg, which will be at Anfield, which, you know, gives me a lot more uh, <laughs> a lot more confidence for sure, you know, playing the second leg at home. And, you know, Jota had at the end of the first, at the end of the second half, he almost had the uh, 4-1, which would have really, really would have been wonderful, you know, would have been a three-goal three lead for us. But, you know, he ended up missing it, you know, getting blocked or whatever. But, you know, overall, it was a good game. You know, like I said, coming in hot. Uh, the other match today, 
uh, City also played. They uh, beat Atletico 1-0 with uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne goal. Now next week they're gonna go and face off Atletico Madrid at Ben uh, in Madrid. One of the talks that you know that there was prior to the international break was the Trent injury. I want to say none of us are surprised that Trent you know was able to play today. Uh, it just seemed kind of convenient. It just almost seemed that they didn't want uh, Klopp or maybe even Trent didn't want to go to you know risk any sort of injury which happened last time you know any sort of injury to. You know, getting called up for some friendlies, uh, especially when the toughest part of the season's coming down now. So many games, you know, we're going to be playing games back to back and we're going to need the full squad. So I don't think maybe they didn't want to risk it. So honestly, I wasn't surprised at all that Trent was able to come back from the quote unquote injury. I mean, he might have been injured, but I don't think it was enough for maybe not to be called, you know, to, to, to go to the to uh, to be called upon. But glad, we, you know, we have him back. He played a really well game as well today. Solid, solid. I mean, after Luis Diaz, I want to say maybe he was my second, you know, the best player in the field. I mean, there was there was a couple of good players that uh, had a good game throughout the whole match. You know, even with the uh, with the, the with the slump that we did have at the beginning of the second half. One of the uh, big, also big talks that from today's game was that uh, Fabinho, Thiago, and Navi Keita was the first time playing in the midfield together, ever, which is wild to think. You know, Thiago's been here since the second season. Uh, Keita, you know, been here for a couple years now, and you know he's just just been so injury prone that you know it just kind of seems like they he just never matched up. And then you know when both of them were fit, seemed like you know Klopp was playing to you know to there seems like he was a uh, you know playing with the midfield that he believed was the best against the opponent that we were facing. So you know today I feel like this you know that midfield that we played with today is probably our best midfield. Keita today, like I said, you know, he also had a, a really good game. It kind of seemed like he wasn't so sure about, you know, could have scored maybe. There was just some times where inside the box he didn't really have a, uh, you know, he kind of seemed like, oh, I don't know what to do with it. But, you know, overall had a really good game. I like, you know, that midfield three. I really love it. I almost feel like maybe we should start that midfield three for this weekend against City. You know, and if it's not that, then. And Klopp and trust, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we've been trusting them for so long, you know, so. And, you know, we trust that maybe even if Hendo goes in there, man, he's, he's been putting in that shift. So I feel like even if he does get, get to start over, you know, either Keita or, or Thiago, I think it's going to be it's going to be a good midfield either way, which is wild to think that we have pretty good depth in the midfield now. I mean, depth in general, but, you know, in the midfield now that um, when, you know, last season, it was just, you know, the last couple of seasons, it was just, you know, what we had, you know. It was just the, the first three, and then, you know, let's hope they don't get injured because it would suck for uh, – we really won't have any players. And now we have, you know, we have really good good players in the midfield and especially with some very good uh, youngsters, you know, with uh, Jones, Elliott, which he can also play in that, you know, center, center mid position going forward. And then uh, Morton, you know, in the, in the, uh, the youngster who has featured a couple times earlier on in the season. So like I said, we're uh, playing City this weekend, both coming in hot. Uh, seems like both teams are going to play with, you know, they're just, I feel like it's going to be a, I really hope it's going to be a really great game. I feel like they're both going to go all out, you know, and honestly try to win that game. And I hope we get the, uh, the better of them for sure. One of the uh, things that I've noticed is that as hot as, hot as a start 
hot start that Salah had, he has been very, very cold in the last couple months. Now, I don't know if it comes with fatigue or it's something mental, you know, something, you know, some something that, you know, I don't know what it is, but he hasn't been as sharp as he had been, you know, in the beginning of the season. He has only scored six goals from, uh, you know, this is counting uh, just club, of course. Uh, he's only scored six goals since that uh, Chelsea game in the beginning of the year. Three of those have been penalties, and three of those have only been up uh, from open play with the last goal that he has scored was against uh, Brighton a couple weeks ago. So I don't know. I really hope he's able to, he's able to you know, get up. I mean, luckily, we've been having Jota and, you know, now Luis Diaz. Mane has been very well for us as well. So now we don't 100 have to percent rely on Salah. But, you know, like that miss that happened today, I feel like down the line, we honestly can't be missing those. It's just, like I said, it's crunch time. It honestly is crunch time. So we just hopefully he's able to get out of this uh, this lump that he's kind of in and able to uh, produce, you know, as much as he has been all season. You know, some other uh, notable results from this weekend was the... Uh, uh, there was two that that uh, that I uh, that caught my attention for sure. Uh, the first one was that uh, Chelsea Brentford game on Saturday. Four one Brentford ended up beating Chelsea when they visited them. But honestly, not surprised, not surprised, because if you guys all remember the first game that they played in back in I can't remember it was October November, uh, back you know early in the season. Chelsea ended up winning 1-0, but honestly, Brentford dominated that game. And I mean, dominated that game. They honestly should have won. I mean, at least a tie, but I still believe they should have won that game. And I mean, now they showed it. You know, 4-1, and now Chelsea's going to the, uh, they're going to face uh, Real Madrid today. So, I mean, I don't know if they if they wanted that result, you know, you know, going losing 4-1, getting trashed at home, and now, you know, facing Real Madrid in the... Uh, first leg of the quarterfinals against Madrid today. So I don't know what's going on with Chelsea. They've been at a very, like, it's been a stalemate. Honestly, before, which I will get to one of the other results that, you know, that caught my mind, I mean, caught my attention. But um, I honestly believe, believe at one point, you know, before the, the today result, I still kind of believe it still might happen, but I believe that Arsenal will probably get that third place position. Just the way, you know, Chelsea has been very linear you know, slowly going up, you know, in the, uh, you know, kind of staying in the table. Third place, just, you know, kind of uh, good results, tie, you know, win, tie, win, tie, whatever. Uh, I believe that, you know, with the, with the pace that Arsenal was going, they were going to catch up. I still believe there's a chance that they might catch up, you know, especially with the uh, games that Arsenal have in, uh, you know, they still, has a, they still have a game in hand. And they still got some of the teams that are fighting for that, you know, for the European contention. But... You know, segue into that, you know, Crystal Palace ended up beating Arsenal 3-0, which was shocking. Um, the first game that they had played was a very uh, close game. And I think, you know, Arsenal just honestly just had a really bad, really bad game to this, uh, you know, this Monday. They just had a really bad game. It, it was bound to happen. You know, sometimes you kind of think, you know, if you're, you're an Arsenal fan, you kind of hope, you know, you'd, 
you just don't want that to happen. But I mean, you kind of, it's kind of good that it was against a team like Crystal Palace and you didn't have this stinker against, you know, some of the bigger teams that they uh, have coming up, you know, against, uh, you know, United, Tarnham, West Ham, you know, all these teams that, you know, are fighting for that, fighting for that spot. And that's where you definitely don't want to slip up. So as tough as the next game is against, uh, you know, that Liverpool has against City. So for me, you know, just looking at the teams, it kind of seems like Liverpool had a better quote unquote easier path to make it to the Champions League final. And they have a much tougher, they have much tougher games, I believe, in the Premier League. Vice versa, I believe City have a much easier path in the Premier League and they have a little bit, uh, not a little bit, much tougher draw in the uh, Champions League to make it to the final. The next games that, you know, some of the teams that Liverpool play face, you know, that are remaining this weekend against City. This is just uh, Premier League, you know, not counting the FA Cup. So it's City, and then we face United after that. Then we face Everton, which, yeah, they're, you know, down there in the, uh, you know, they're fighting for, you know, to stay on top. But even then, you know, these games are always, uh, derbies are always, you know, it doesn't matter what place you are in the table, you know, they're, they're always... They're always tough games. So we're facing Everton, and then we're facing Newcastle, which Newcastle hasn't been playing very well, but honestly, they're going to try everything they can to at least survive and, and stay on top of the Premier League. So then we, we face them. Then we face Spurs. Like I said, always a tough game. And then they, you know, they're, they're fighting for a European spot. Then we got Aston Villa, Southampton, and then close out the season against wolves at home you know city like i said much easier much easier uh schedule remaining they face us this weekend and they got a uh, brighton then they play walford leeds newcastle west ham and aston villa i feel like the only two teams that could probably give them a hard time would probably be the last two games maybe uh west ham and aston villa but other than that it seems like it might be a you know they have a much easier path so it's gonna be this game against City this weekend is going to be very crucial. Very, very crucial for sure. You know how it stands right now after uh, 30 games played. You know, a couple people have played 31 already. Some people still have 28, like Leicester City. But at the top of the table is uh, City with 73. Second place, Liverpool with 72. Chelsea third with 59. Spurs with 54. Fifth is Arsenal with 54 as well, just on a goal difference. West Ham is six with 51. United is 7th, 51. Wolves, 8th with 49. Crystal Palace, 9th with 37. And then Leicester City with 37 points sitting in uh, the 10th spot. Right now in relegation, so now 20th spot is uh, Norwich City with 18. Burnley with 21. They still got two games in hand. Uh, then they got Watford in 18th spot with 22. Everton, 17 with 25 points, just above the uh, relegation zone. But, you know, if, if Burnley, you know, they played today again. So if if Burnley were to able, I, th I actually believe it's uh, Burnley-Everton tomorrow. I mean, sorry, today. Yeah, Burnley-Everton, which is going to be a crucial match for both of them in the uh, relegation battle. And, you know, if Burnley were to win that game, they're, both of them will still have a game in hand. But Burnley will now be a move up to 18th spot with uh, only one point behind Everton. So then 16 places uh, Leeds United and 15 places uh, Newcastle, which they're a little bit, you know, right now they're six points above, but, you know, still very close. There's still, you know, eight games to play. But, yeah, so that's that's basically all I got today. 
hopefully with some good news, you know, that next time I talk to you guys, we uh, beat City and we're able to move on to the semifinals beating Benfica next week. I might probably do it again on a Wednesday just so I can get both games, you know, out of the uh, out of the way. Uh, you guys can follow me on uh, Instagram under the name Pines underscore and underscore underscore stripes or on uh, Twitter. You can also hit me up on uh, Pints and Stripes. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys next time.